Wanna, wanna, wanna hear from you What's your perspective, Bruce? More than just a coffee break, more than the local news We be in the podcast and no stones Only hear to speak our truth from the heart to the dome We on our journey, burning, questions asked Hand in hand, digging in into the present and past Connecting, ain't no intercepting Just here looking for answers to these questions Y'all, gotta go with me Hey, 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 thank y'all for coming with me once again, and hope hope that everyone had a wonderful holiday. So this episode is another interview with some incredible, incredible, incredible movement artists in Atlanta. They are Fly on the Wall, and uh, if you are in the dance community of any kind, or if you, even if you're just a visual artist, sound artist... You've probably worked with one or many of the uh, members of this team, and um, I've had the pleasure of working with them earlier in this year before the world changed, and uh, I'll let them introduce themselves, and you get to learn a little bit more about them, so enjoy. Okay, listeners, I am here with the team of Fly on a Wall here in Atlanta, and um, they're a local dance company, and they um, they run out of Windmill Arts Center in East Point, um, and I'm going to let them each introduce themselves, yeah, f- uh, for the listeners, so whoever wants to go first. My name is Jimmy Joyner. And what do, you, what do you do for the team as well? <laughs> oh, uh, what do I do for the team? Um, uh, I'm Jimmy Joyner. I um, joined the team about a year and a half ago. I was living in Nashville, Tennessee at the time. And I'd come down. I was invited to be in a work um, bite, uh, a remount for the, for the company, um, for the group. And um, I came down. And I was like, oh, this will be a fun thing. I hadn't really danced properly, you know, on a stage and sort of in front of people like in that way um, for almost five years, something like that, about five years. And then I was like, oh, this is going to be a fun thing. And then um, I came down, I was in the work. And then by the time we were, you know, putting it on stage over at seven stages, I realized I was like, oh, I need to be back in Atlanta doing this work. So um, I moved back down to Atlanta, and um, it's been um, such a fantastic journey. I, I'm loving every second of it. Dope, dope. Yeah. Um, I'm Nicole Johnson. I, uh, uh, one of the founders of Fly with Nathan and Sean, and um, we all, I think... I mean, it's such a it's such a group effort with everything that we do, um, and I just think we're really lucky to have a team that we're able to communicate so well with, um, because each person I don't know just brings their own perspective, and then we kind of take each of those perspectives and ideas and, and hopefully a sense of thoughtfulness, and then kind of make decisions that way. Um, but 
yeah, it's been a fun ride so far. I'll go next. Uh, my name is Nathan Griswold. I am a uh, one of the founding members, and uh, it's hard to believe that in February, is that right, Johnson, or March of 2021, we'll have been doing this crazy thing yeah. for seven years. I was Whoa, about seven? to ask that. Like, how long have you been? Have you guys been around? Seven years. Yeah. Seven years, yeah, and we got our uh, 501c3 nonprofit status in 2016, mm. I think. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. Uh, so, yeah, we've been around for a minute, which is crazy. Um, yeah, but it's been a ride learning how to do, you know, you go in from just being kind of moving artists and then dive in and, you, you know, you make the business end of things. You learn how to do all the other nuts and bolts. You get... Uh, um, you get worn down, and then you get rejuvenated, you get frustrated, and then you just see other people use the platform and see them, uh, you know, continue or start or just have a, you know, experience, and it's just, it's, it makes, uh, it, uh, it's some of the best, actually, some of the best, uh, some of the strongest experiences I've had, actually, just seen, um, seeing things work. Um, yeah, because you guys are people in for, oh, go ahead, let me collaborative add. too. Like that's a big thing I noticed with you guys. Yeah, that I love so much. Yeah, yeah no, it's 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 um, there. Uh, I get to I'm lucky. I get to work with a special group of people, and I get to touch a lot of really cool artists in Atlanta, such as yourself. And um, yeah, that's cool. Sorry, Sean can't be here today. He's uh, he's got his uh, his his job okay. pants on. But uh, ah, <laughs> all right. All right. Well, Okay, okay, last but not least. Last but not least. Hi, my name's Christina. Um, I, where did I be? Okay, so I began interning actually for Fly in 2017. Um, and so I interned for, from like August to until the next May. And then I was like, what's next? And then Fly kind of answered that question for me. And they were like, hey, do you want to join the team after, you know, conversations and and discussing and things and I was like absolutely was not going to pass that up so I joined the team officially in 2018 um and we all you know we all share responsibilities we all do a lot of the same things but um some of my kind of things that I hone in on are a lot of our social media and website design and photography and videography and that kind of thing uh, but Christina does all the things that we can't do. No, we all do all the same things except for Christina. We can't do any of the stuff she does. I need a Christina. I need a Christina. She runs this ship. Just let you know. Yeah. I, so we all need a Christina. Yo, yeah. important. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, girl. And, and I know Christina as well through um, the here works and stuff like that. So, um, which I also have an interview with them. I'm, I've just been, I've just been interviewing all of my dope ass friends and I'm just like, uh-huh. and through this process, I'm like, wow, well, I know a lot of like amazing people. It's been crazy. So, um, okay. So the, the, the main point of the interview, um, this, this episode, oh, no, I'm sorry, um, season two of my uh, podcast is just reflecting with artists um, about how COVID has affected them. And, you guys are kind of special because we literally got done doing Excuse the Art like a week before quarantine. Um, yeah, so it was I, wild. I kind of know where y'all were right before things <laughs> happened. Um, what was it like when everything got shut down? Like, what were 
yeah, anyone who wants to talk about that initial, like, what is happening? I thought ETA was really interesting, like, during the performances, like, during that weekend, because people, we were, like, hearing of, like, about like this sickness right like this virus we're like oh people are like getting sick but there was never i I never remember like it there being this confrontation of like we need to not do this like it it never felt that immediate in the moment it was really to, to go back and think like wow, how did we not even talk about not doing the show literally a week before shutdown? But really, to be honest, I never, anyway. Further away, yeah. Yeah, it felt further away, and then the next thing you know, it was literally like, it was a day-to-day sort of thing where like 24 hours, 12 hours, you were like, you were getting new information and new updates. I, I think we were just so fortunate to be able to sort of, have that culmination moment and sort of presentation at the windmill that weekend. Um, it, yeah, you're right. Let me, it literally was like days later things went on shutdown. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was a crazy time because we, I felt like we were such on a rise of like with ETA and all the performances were sold out and which was great. And, you know, our morning classes were really going strong. We had so many people in there and then to have like a full house, almost every day for a different event and then to go to completely nothing and the windmill be empty. We're like, what? Like, and we're like, Oh, it'll only be like two weeks. Like let's just cancel classes for two weeks. You know, yeah. a little bit you know, at the time, you know, like the rest of the world, we had no idea what was about to happen. Um, so yeah, it was a really wild shift for us to, to be going. So on kind of on a rise and being like, yeah, this is great. Like so many people, um, we're getting introduced to fly and wanted to get connected to fly and you know all these things and then it was like okay just kidding everyone everything stopped you know so that yeah, was really wild mm. yeah did you guys find yourselves taking advantage of the time like was there anything about quarantine that was beneficial to any of you in in a sense I mean for sure yeah and, and in so many different ways and that keeps evolving but like early in early quarantine um, early COVID, uh, we really hunkered down and we started doing morning zoom meetings like every day for a few hours and just really went into the organization, like the health and the infrastructure of the organization, looking at budgets, looking at, um, I don't know, just really shoring up all of the kind of inner workings and things that sometimes we don't get to spend enough time on. Uh, so I would say the first month or so we spent a lot of time working on that. Um, and that was, I, I think really helpful as we've been moving forward. Yeah. 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 We met so much over zoom that if we had a day that didn't, that went by that we did not meet, I was like, wait, this is weird. I'm not seeing them on my yeah. screen. You know, like we were meeting so often, which was great. Um, yeah, but it was, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's, I think to what like Nicole was saying too, like it, it, it. I think that the time, the quarantine, the the COVID, all of that has been so layered for many reasons. One, because we've been in it for so long now. You know, we're talking like going on upwards to nine months, or you know, something like that, and and. and 
not just the time, but like for all the different reasons, like the things that have happened externally, internally, and all those spaces in between has, has really been the thing that's like, so, um, so profound, um, in so many ways. I mean, just recently, you know, like this election, but even you can sort of mark like the times of quarantine and sort of that big long space by, by, um, these historic like shifts almost like these, these things that have happened. And, and that's sort of like the outside things, right. The outside things of you. And then all of these like internal shifts and internal layers have been, um, been huge, I would say. Especially for an artist, right? Like we're all, you know, sitting here. I'm sure, you, obviously, yourself, Lamia, right? Like has gone through so much in this this time. I mean, yes and no, because like sure. I I work as a cashier as well, and I so I never really got to stay at home at all. And I say that I say that not to stay. I know people are like cooped up in their house, mad. I wish, <laughs> like so. um... But, yeah, I mean, it was kind of tough, like, right before summer because at my teaching gig, it was all virtual. We had to cancel recital. The kids were, I mean, the kids were just, yeah. like, over their life. Because I had, mind you, I had fabulous pieces choreographed for these kids. I was ready and down the drain. So, um. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I love teaching. I, like, that's my favorite part of being a, a dancer is, like, teaching kids and, and like, get, getting, like, seeing them do, like, really well thought out concepts and they're like teenagers. It's just like really cool. So I was looking forward yeah. to it. Um, but I didn't, if I felt like my life sort of was the same, to be honest, mm -hmm. um, it was just, and I think you were alluding to this, uh, Jimmy, but, um, I think a lot of, there was a lot of tension with, you know, the protests and things like that. Mm -hmm. Like sure. those yeah. of things did, I did find myself um, stepping back more. Uh, like, I wasn't, like, really as active on social media. Like, I don't know. I would just kind of, like, repost things, but I wouldn't really have an opinion about it either way. It was just, like, a lot of things I was internalizing for myself, really. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. And I, I know artists wanted to express themselves during that time, too. But, that was, you know, for me, I also felt like I needed to process it. Like, yeah. I don't want to talk about it yeah. in a way. Because, like... I can't say that I, that those experiences are mine necessarily either. You know, right. as a black woman, right. I can't necessarily say that I feel that personally. But you know, so that there was a lot for me to have to take in, and I don't know what you guys, you know, what you guys collectively or individually um, were feeling during all of that. If you, or if you went to yeah. protest or anything like that. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, it was a. I think it touched like all, I mean, obviously it was a, a really, it's still happening. It's still, you know, um, it was a very big thing that touched, I think each person, you know, individually and everybody I'm sure is responding differently. Mm -hmm. Um, but as an organization, it also like, it brought up great questions for us inside the organization and, you know, good conversations and, um, which I think is just you know, always good to keep expanding like your own thought process, your own, you know, checking your own uh, structures that are, you know, created. So um, 
yeah, it, yeah. I don't know if anyone else has anything to say, but oh, it was good. It was a uh, it, it, yeah, it kind of uh, it shook everything, which is nice sometimes to have everything kind of shaken, and you definitely see what what falls, you see what holds, and you see um, yeah, it's a uh, it's it's. Uh, it was uh, healthy is is not the word, but um, needed is definitely closer to it. Um, I think it's um, yeah, yeah. Well, I will say, I mean, your space always felt diverse, like before everything. It's always very comfortable coming to, to take class there and during the uh, ETA process. Everything about it. I loved it. So, like I said, for me personally, I was like, so much is going on in the world, but, like, my circle just never, I never felt that personally. And you guys are part of that circle, for sure. Um, well, I think that, oh, sorry, let me. Oh, no, go, go ahead. ahead. You're good. I was just going to add that I, I think that that's something that <laughs> that we are, are working towards constantly at Fly is sort of, this idea of how do we continually create a safe space for more people? You know, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not under any assumptions or any false beliefs that every I'm doing big air quotes, like safe space is safe for everyone. You know, not every healing space is going to be healing for everyone, but the work to make it more open for more people is um, the work inside of that is is continually growing. And, you know, thankfully, we're um, in a platform at Fly on a Wall that has multiple people and multiple perspectives. And so the beauty in that is to continue to bring all of those perspectives into the room and into the decision making. And through that, um hopefully we're we're able to support each other support more people um and and, and things like that it's it's a constantly growing process right. and it's a constant sort of journey in creating safe space for people and that, that to me is what's safe is that it's constantly growing it's never stagnant yeah. never just like you know digging yeah. heels into the ground like that's what makes it safe ultimately in my opinion is that it's the willingness yeah. to grow and, and you know, mature yeah. and everything. Um, so where are you guys now? Eight months down the line, what, what is fly? What, where, where are you guys taking it? What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I, so one of the things, so we were obviously thinking like, Oh, we're, we'll start back in, you know, fall with fall classes. And, uh, as the world, uh, continued, we realized that was not a, um, a smart, safe reality. Um, because, you know, there's some things that have to, resume or never stop. And then there's some things that, you know, it just didn't feel like it was a necessary, uh, risk to, to be putting, you know, people in a dance space together. So, uh, for the fall, we opened up our studio hours at the windmill and then offered those to artists in the city who are needing space for whatever reason to either work on creation or just to move or, um, really we didn't actually even ask why people needed it. If just, if they needed it, but then um, <laughs> they got on the list. So that's been kind of just amazing to see how many people responded and needed and are using the space. So respectfully, we've had absolutely no issues um, with like, I think we have 26 different artists that have been using the space for the whole fall. Wow. That's great. Yeah. So that's been pretty exciting. Um, 
And I did the calculation for hours, and it's like hundreds, was it thousands of hours? I don't know. It was some. I, I shouldn't even start started a sentence. It was just. It was a really uh, astounding to hear how much time was given to artists to have, and to just echo Nicole. Yeah, people have been so respectful of the space and of other artists. Um, uh, and it's been really, a, really, really a, a feel-good kind of initiative that we've done, just to see people have 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 time to do what they they want and need to do. And I think, yeah, and to the response, you, you know, you see a lot of. Um, it's hard because we're in this new moment, this moment that none of us have experienced before, and so we're all trying to um, come at this with. Um, decisions that are authentic and feel important and um, feel like they support the team and they feel like they support the, the, the people around us and the people that that, that can that benefit from um, some of the support that we're able to, to give. And, and at first I was it was really strange, right? Because I've, I've been off social media for a couple of months now, but you see all these artists that are like pushing a lot of material out, a lot of content out in the way of dance and performance and um, all these things. And I, I'll t- I'll be honest, at first I was like, oh, you know, why I, why can't I get myself Same. to squiggle in front of Instagram Live or some shit like that, right? Squiggle. And then... You know, that like the further the further we go into it and I'm like, well, why am I able to just like sit alone and and work on some embroidery or be able to read and write and sit in front of the altar for like long periods of time? Like, why can't I feel the importance of that? And then the, the further we go, you know, like, why do I why? why does pushing material out and showing people me showing my image through Instagram, not as important as these other things. And then the further into quarantine, I'm like, Oh, that it's just the way we respond. And it's, and it's just as important because that's what the platform's about. You know, the platform is about the support. The platform is about, um, being a safe space, whatever that might be for others. Um, a huge reason, a huge point of the platform. So, um, I'm able to see the further we get into quarantine, I'm able to see, um, and appreciate the gifts that we're offering as we go forward. I love that. Jimmy, we, I feel like we've, we've been connected. (laughs) Cause I'm in the same way. Like this whole time would just be like, Instagram was depressing for me because I'm like, oh my god, they made a project and it's so beautiful, and I'm just like, constantly like yeah. write, you know, writing my ideas down, writing, 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 but like, you know, between me actually working, you know, which I'm grateful for, but you know, I haven't had the time or the energy or always, you know, or even the resources sometimes to get certain things done, and I would love to do, um, but at this, but I also realized like, do I really even have the will really right now? Because I again, like I said earlier, yeah. I was just I've been processing so much and I had to get to the point where I was okay with that too yeah Yeah. well when you have so much sort of like so much changes and some things get sort of taken away in in, in this way it's like yeah take the time like 
you get this is this is like a big gift in a way like there's a version of this where uh, a way of seeing this that's like a big gift of saying like what do you want what mm. do you not want what you know um you you can you can come and move through this and be a completely different person if you want i mean th- we always can right but that's a little bit difficult when you get on that grind and you're you're you know you're doing the hustle and you're you're doing your teaching and you go to your events and you you've got to you know get this done and that done and and everybody's like oh you can be a new person every single morning and and you can but like i feel like quarantine's also been this moment of um but i've but but personally for myself i've always um responded uh while it doesn't feel good in the moment i've I've always um, been happy with lots of things being taken away from me in moments to see sort of like how I how I move through that and who I am after that. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Christina, we haven't heard from you in a while. What's, what's... Oh, well, I, I was just letting everybody, you know, say their things. No, I was just going to say, um, no, Jimmy, I so love hearing you speak. It's one of my favorite things. Um no, I was just going to say, you know, thinking about our process and everything that's happened through quarantine, I feel like it was super important for us to ask ourselves as a platform, like, what are we doing during this time? And so for us, you know, we had multiple works and progresses going on. We had classes going on. We had programs going on. And we were like, okay, well, you know, obviously classes have to stop. And then, you know, like are we going to continue with these productions? No, that's probably not the smartest thing. Are we going to continue with these programs? No, that's not the smartest thing. And so for us, we're like, okay, during these months, it's not about us as a platform. Like it's not about Nicole, Jimmy, Sean, Christina, Nathan, like it's not about us. And so for us, we were like, how can we, at least it's the way that I see it through our platform. I'm like, how can we serve the community? How can we be helpful to people who are really being affected by what's going on? Um, And whether it be, you know, the racial injustice or the COVID-19 or literally anything, you know, it doesn't have to be those things, but anything was going on in these people's worlds. And so for us, that was like, hey, let's give away our space because, again, it's not about us. And so what can we do to help build our community, to help just give back in in any way? Um, And, you know, there was a plethora of online classes going on and so we're like you know there's already so much of that going on and it just felt Mm. so overwhelming at a at a time that we're like okay we're not really going to do that like let's just take a step back and just give and not really put out if that makes sense yeah Uh, and so for some organizations those things worked but for us we were like you know that's just not really um something that it just didn't feel important. Yeah, it didn't feel important to us to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and it doesn't, like, and I think on that same note as Christina saying, the, the, some people I think really needed to output. That's what they needed was, yeah. you know, visual and like, and that's just not what any of us felt like we needed was to, you know, to contribute to more. I don't know. I'm just getting so sick of screens, like, especially <laughs> now. And so I don't really want to see art on a screen. I don't want to take wow. class on a screen. Mm-hmm. And it's fantastic that so many people do, mm-hmm. but it's just not where my interest is at. Um, I'm much more interested in what are all the other things that I don't know right now? Like what, what can I learn or explore or the other things that I, you know, I never feel like I have time to do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
how does my creativity open up those doors in different ways? Um, or, or not, you know, but, uh, that's, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, That felt like the most genuine response. Like how Jimmy was saying that, you know, we don't want to put out a response that's fake or just feels like, Hey, we're doing this just because, or, you know, because we have to do something or whatever. Like we wanted to do something that felt sincere and, um, just was really able to help the people around us and not even around us. Like, and, and we also, you know, spent, uh, a little bit cleaning some Marley. We had a, some Marley in storage and we're like, Hey, you know what? People are dancing at home. People are dancing in their garages. Like why not give this Marley to people who need it? And so we spent a good bit of time cleaning some of that Marley and chopping it up. Um, yeah, Jimmy looks very excited because, (laughs) Girl, listen, listen, Lemia, Lemia, don't you, let me just a word of warning to you and your listeners. If you ever like have to like clean Marley, we're talking like get the, like get that denatured alcohol out, get rub something. I don't (laughs) know if I've ever, it's, Lemia, it's wild. You know, like I've worked in service industry. I've done all these sorts of things. I have never busted my ass harder than mm-hmm. when I was cleaning that Marley. It was why I don't know. Anyway, well, sorry, where, where sorry. had it been? Did, did y'all roll it in mud? Where was it? Like, no, listen, listen, it was she had she had like been rolled up in the closet for a while. It so was, like, there was, it was old Marley that uh, the it was a gift or it was a throwaway from the Atlanta Ballet, mm-hmm. and uh, through my connections there, the old production. Uh, director was like, "Hey, we're going to throw this. This stuff is trashed." And uh, which it really and I was like, "Oh, there's no such thing." And well, he was pretty, he was pretty uh, correct in his statement that it was trashed. <laughs> it was a, the underlay. It was a, a second layer underneath a top layer of better Marley, and so they used this crazy glue to yes. to connect the two. And so we were getting off this. Uh, we were getting off this. Uh, I can't even remember what kind of glue it was. No, it was double-sided, like, super heavy-duty tape. But it was on the top and the bottom because it had been rolled and then sitting in a garage, so... Yo! For, like, four years in a garage, so it was... And it was the middle of summer when we're cleaning this, so, you know, it's hot outside. So if you want to work out... Go clean some Marley in the middle of the summer. I, um, I could use a workout or two. Y'all could have called me. Girl, <laughs> maybe I need to clean some more Marley. I want to clean some more right, Marley. Right, get into now. it. Yeah, maybe now. Oh my god. <laughs> so, are there any yeah. are there any fly projects in the foreseeable? Well, no individual. Like Christina, you just filmed. Um, oh god, I think it. What, what was it? They just filmed. They just released something last weekend. I think it was. Yeah, so, well, I was working on two different film projects, so I was working on a film for the MAD Festival, and then also another film for KSU Dance's Mm. online film festival um, that Sean was doing, so I had two films going out in one weekend, so that was fun. Yeah, that Um, was great, because I I keep, I'm bad with names, but it was the the project with the two two guys, what, what is his name? Alex, and, um, oh my gosh, uh... Oh my goodness, this is so bad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we love y'all. We have to edit this part. <laughs> I, I can edit. I can edit. <laughs> this makes me look so terrible. Oh my God. Um, but shit, it was beautiful. Wait. Like the pink and like the and I, when I saw your name at the end, I was like, Christina out here, yo. Like, oh, she's doing it. She's... oh my gosh. 
What? <laughs> when did you say this is so bad? Christine no, really I can totally edit. I can totally edit. No worries. I got you. <laughs> um, okay, while she looks that up, I'm going to start with the last three questions, which are kind of like thought-provoking, sort of fun, um, philosophical questions that I ask everybody. So, first question is, how are you like your mama? Oh, my God. Much like my mother. Wait, wait, wait. Is that Lavinia? Lavinia? Excuse me? You went straight to the middle. That's the this is the lighthearted question, honestly. I'm sorry, what was the question again? How, how are you like Corey. your mama? Corey, yes! Sorry, I don't know why that name yes. left my brain. Oh, like, I have never heard it before. Corian. I'm so sorry. That was so embarrassing. <laughs> Corian Elser. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. That was so bad. We love you. We love you. We love you. Love you, Corian. Love you, Alex. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. And it was beautiful. Know, like, Morgan. that whole math festival was so beautiful. Like, I loved it. It was great. It was great. It was a stunning work. It was, they, they were incredible. And Patar was on music for yes. that. Yes. Yes. Created the score. It was a really, yes. Oh, my gosh. It. Loved it. Nope, you guys are great. Christina, don't feel bad. You're fucking... <laughs> I understand, girl. Okay, yes. How are y'all like your mama? Who wants to go first? Jimmy? <laughs> okay, y'all, listen. I am my mother, like, like through and through. I, I, yeah. Me too. Yeah, just, like, energetically, like, very, um... Uh, she's a very charismatic person. Like people love her. She's a very touching, like loving, like let me love on you. Let me talk to you. Let me, I want you to feel good. Um, you know, uh, and then there's the very complicated versions of that too. And I mean, everybody has, I'm sure some interesting, complicated relationship with their mother. You know, I'll speak of one of like a queer boy and his mother. Like it's, it's complicated and beautiful and wild. And, um, I love the woman. She's yeah. She's crazy. I love her. She's crazy. Like you got it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm becoming my mother every day, but I've been noticing lately, like I, have my mother's hands. I literally sometimes look down at them and I'm thinking, especially lately, I'm like, I just see hers. I see her hands when I see them. And it almost like feels like it's like this out of body experience every once in a while when I'm looking at them, especially cause I got red nails, which I never get, but like that was my mother's thing. It was like red nails. And so it's flipping me out this last like couple of weeks. Yeah. Just I like, I have her hands. Um, I am like my mama in, we're both number two on the Enneagram. So my mom is the biggest, has the most biggest servant heart in the whole world. The, like when it comes to hosting people, she goes above and beyond, like we'll do anything and any and everything for anyone without them even asking. Um, like she's the kind of person who's like, I will have just eaten and she's like, Oh, like, let me make you some more food. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. And she's like, no, no, no. Like here, I already, I already made this for you. And I'm like, mom, like that, like, you know, and so I definitely get my need of helping others and serving others and hosting others, um, from her. Like one time I had a, a rehearsal at KSU a 
like a year ago and I felt so bad that I made, I made my cats come in at like eight in the morning. And so I set up this entire table of just like a plethora of different breakfasts. I was on a Sunday and I was like, yo, I'm so sorry that you had to come into rehearsal. It was like, they had three rehearsals that entire year, but I was like, <laughs> we're in a mad festival. And I was like, listen, like, please, can you come in on Sunday? And they were like, yeah, it's no big deal. So I like went to Kroger and got all of this different breakfast and, and they were just like, no one does this like you, you know, and so I get, I definitely get that from my mom because she does that. And so I did that. So I can't help it. Okay. So if you ever want me to do something out that I understand, it'll be a great experience. Yes. <laughs> okay, Nathan. Uh, I'm like my mom in that I uh, have a hard time sitting still. Mm. And, and <laughs> Jimmy goes, really? I'm like kind of like I I have like a a little bit of a concentration issues at times, really? so I'll sort of kind of like wander off and like come back to things, and it's like been mulling in my head. Like it hasn't left me, but I've left the room. And, uh, it's called the Griswold fiddle, you know. There's like you, you just go fiddle over here, then you go fiddle over there. Uh, See, you like must... a, lot of, a lot of little things, like nothing ever, I mean, things get done when they need to, oh. but like it's a lot, there's a, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> see, you don't seem, maybe, maybe, so you must do, you must do this in small patches, the fiddling. It's not like this big yeah. thing, like it's like little fiddle here, here, little fiddle there, okay. Yeah. <laughs> now you'll notice that there's probably upwards to like six little projects. If you like look really closely, there'll be like upwards to like six little projects happening at the same time. Yeah. And you're like, wow, Nathan, you're like really like doing something. And then you look a little closer and you're like, oh, it's like this little ping pong effect. It's like <laughs> a little beep bop boop. <laughs> there's probably like a soup or a chili being cooked at the same time. <laughs> I, I can relate. Yeah, I'm, I'm always juggling way too many things. Um, okay, next question. Um, the idea of should, take it or leave it. And you can interpret even the question however you want. Leave it. Mm. Why? <laughs> um, the idea of should. Mm -hmm. Should. It just, uh, I think that it feels like like these expectations uh -huh. and I feel like I'm constantly trying to remove expectations because a lot of them are, <coughs> excuse me, uh, like societal expectations and norms and well, who's to say if I actually should, everything it should all be looked at with a, each question with like a fresh lens. Um, the, I, there's a, a group that I'm a part of and one of the phrases that that is said sometimes is um don't should all over yourself or stop shooting all over yourself meaning mm -hmm. you know you, you hear a person talk and they're like well I should do this and I should do that and, I, and you know I should really get onto this and that and it's like whoa 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 like slow down a little bit let's mm -hmm. let's 
look at these things and seeing what things are really, you know, important or things that you really do want to do or like, you know, exactly like Nicole's saying it, like, what are these expectations? And I think that that's a fantastic question, Lamia, particularly these last couple of questions, these little closer questions are very good. Lamia, I, I give you full stamp of approval, not that you needed it, but you know, I'm loving these last questions. Um, but particularly during quarantine, like that's been one of my biggest questions is like, what, what do I really want? Like, what do I really like? What are things that I'm putting in my bag that I'm doing, un, you know, unconsciously, like, what can I get rid of and what can I, um, and who am I doing what for, you know, Yeah. which I think sort of tend, lends itself to the question you're asking. Yeah. Quarantine has definitely been a like, what would I do if I had the time? Not what should I do, but you you're you're seeing what would you do if you had the time, and whatever it is is what it is. Yeah. Exactly. You're doing it. Yeah. Anyone else want to contribute an answer to that one? Being you know, expectations is the biggest thing for me. It's just like the things I the things I the the bar that I that you can set yourself the bar that you can set for yourself is just like so merciless. Mm. Yeah. Like you can really let your <laughs> you can set yourself to let yourself down very easily. Very easily. Yeah. I do yeah. it. I do it. I, I think I disappoint myself more than I disappoint others half the time. <laughs> That's the only person you can really disappoint. I mean, let me slow down on that. But like in a way, right? Like <laughs> the 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 person you're really disappointing is yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have people that we have to look after. I want to be very aware that Lamia has the most beautiful son that I've ever seen in my life, and you better watch out for that little one because he's going to let you know what's up, and he's going to show out, and be aware, and please watch out for Wait it. Wait till y'all hear amazing. the interview I did with him. That one is... A lot. <laughs> he's so cute. He is so cute. He was running around the space at ETA, oh my god. and I'm like, oh my god, he's so cute. <laughs> well, okay, Christina, did you want to did you want to chime in on that one? Yeah. I wanted I echo with everyone, but also I when I hear should I'm it feels very like optional to me. Um, uh, it may not it, it doesn't I don't know if that makes sense, but when I hear it, I'm like, well, I can say no, you know, like should I do this? Mm, mm. Versus mm. like, do you need do I need to do this or like nice. I don't know, like um, yeah, when I hear should, I'm just kind of like, Meh. like so it, it doesn't it, feel like pressure to you. Of, yeah, like I'm like. Maybe I should, but then if I don't, then oh well. It, it wasn't a necessary. It wasn't like I have to do this. It was it was a there as an option for me. That's kind of how I. Mm. Um, God bless it. you, girl. Because <laughs> um, yeah, that's me. Yeah, that is. Amazing. I like that. Yeah. Option. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm, that's good. Um, last question, okay. Um, this one might be a little like heavy, but it's it's light. You can make it light. Um. When you leave this earth, what would be the last sound you'd want to hear? Hmm. Ooh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I think my last sound that I would want to hear is either, if I'm married and have children at this point, then I would want it to be my own kids. But if not, I would want it to be my niece's mm. laughter. It's my favorite sound. I know it sounds so cheesy, but like it's, 
there's nothing. I listen to it every night before I go to sleep. Like, there's like four videos where they are just laughing uncontrollably, and every night before I go to sleep, I just play those. Oh. I don't know. It's some. It it does something to me. Mm. I don't know. But then if it's my own kids, then I obviously I don't have kids yet. But that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the most pure, innocent, and it gives me like the most natural yeah. joy. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> just see everyone's uh, eyes like. I grew up in um, I grew up all over the place, but one of my, like the place I identify as home the most uh, is uh, um, in Washington, Olympia, Washington. And my uh, I had grew up with a I, was, I slept on the top uh, bunk bed, and I was right next. My head was right next to the window, and it's um when it, it, it's constantly raining, and or at least it used to constantly rain. It's a little bit drier now, but um and uh, when the weather would change in the fall and the spring, it, uh, my parents are still there. It's an older house, and the house would um expand and contract with the heat and so the um and they had old pipes and so there's this kind of like creaking and popping in the house if that makes any sense but with the rain it had this like really like kind of non-musical like a uh, rhythm uh, too uh, strong and like grandiose of a word but like uh this kind of un um you there's no meter to it. You never knew when, like, the how, how the house was creaking and popping and, and moving and shifting. And then, uh, so rain, and then there were uh, tons of frogs. Oh, so rain, frogs, and, like, this kind of, like, odd, non-metered uh, percussion of, like, that you would really feel, like, around yourself because the house was shifting and creaking. Mostly rain. Wow, Nathan. That was the most yeah, right. detailed... Yeah. yeah, I just remember like like staying up and listening to that, and I was yeah. just like, wow, drifting off and on to sleep. I love that. The nostalgia of that is um, really really beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Jimmy, Nicole, <laughs> like collective acceptance. You know, like I don't know what that sounds like but I feel like there's a sound associated with it. I think I'm also just, I think that's in that moment, that's when that would happen. Right. Mm. Like this, not just acceptance of myself, but this, I mean, particularly in the time we're in, we're, we're not, we're not really holding a lot of space for collective acceptance. And, um, it feels like this really unattainable thing right now. So right now in my life, it would, it would feel like that would be this really mind blowing sort of peace at peace thing that I, that I'd want. Wow. I hope I hear. Ooh. Yeah. Mm, okay. I think like, well, my mind is spiraling and it felt like all the fantastic sounds and, I don't know. I guess what I feel is like that they're all there and even more amplified after. So maybe like the sound of like the sound of someone's body, like if we're leaving that behind, like of someone I love of like their heart and breath and like just like the nearness of the livingness of another human. 
Wow. Woo! Okay. Wow. Those were amazing answers. And um, that's all I got. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, is how can people find you? Is there anything coming up you want you know people to uh, stay tuned for things like that? Um, couple things. Well, Christina, when is Nicholas's work coming out? Are you working with them on that? The which one? There's a, a few different works. I feel like that they're working on the um, the one for mixtape. Yes. That one came out already. Um, <laughs> just, but uh, it was really great. You can find it on um, their Instagram. And um, you can find us on Instagram at flyona underscore wall. You can also go check out our website, flyingwall.buzz. Um, new website. New website. New website. Yeah. By the time that this would air i think um our new website will be up and running um so if it's not for any reason just check back tomorrow um, <laughs> we're getting applications open pretty soon for eta again oh, so okay we're yeah we're really we're gonna move forward with it uh we're still working out the details of what that looks like this year but we really want to continue that journey okay. um so we'll probably have those opening up in September, and you can find the applications on our website. Uh, it's a works in process series for artists to have time to it's just focus on process, the process of creation and, you know, just having community with other artists inside of their creative process. Um, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll be doing that again. And um, I think that's it. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're we're continuing to sort of move forward with a lot of the things, and hopefully, um, you know, it, it feels like there might be some sort of light at the end of the tunnel with all the quarantine and the COVID stuff. I mean, you know, not putting all the eggs anywhere, but um, it feels like maybe something might be happening in the in in the new year. So um, we are moving forward with uh, with those ideas or with that hope in mind. Yeah. Dope. Any thoughts from you, yeah. Oh, Nathan, any thoughts Nathan. from you? Oh. Yeah, as far as, like, uh... Or just, um, you know, if you want anyone to reach you, if you're doing any, any works, Instagram handles, or things like that. Oh, no, I'm, I've been off the, the, I've been off the gram. Uh, you can find me at, uh, I'm gonna just jump on to Christina's coattails and be like, find all that buzz, Bye. check Bye. it out. Okay. I was gonna say, if you want to see anything that Nathan's doing, just pop on our Instagram. It'll be <laughs> <laughs> that is the best. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys. Well, that this was an awesome interview. Thank you so much for making time. I know y'all are busy, busy, busy little flies. Thank you, Olivia. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me. You. you guys are the best. All right, I will be in touch soon. And now that I know ETA is uh, probably still a thing, you'll be hearing from me. Yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> all right, guys. Love you all. Love you. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right. Some thoughts I've been thinking. Um. 
I kind of want to talk about this idea of product productivity because um, as an artist, um, especially during this quarantine time, you kind of see everyone took this massive halt, right? Everyone was kind of stopping at first, well, trying to stop, most people. But now, you know, we're nine, ten months in and... I'm seeing that the dance community here in Atlanta, I've I've been seeing a lot of people have produced things, (laughs) even in this pandemic, um, you know, society that we're in, they find, they have found ways to produce work, um, and they've found ways to continue to engage in the dance community with different classes, and I mean, I can't say that I know how successful everyone has been as far as, like, you know, profit or exposure necessarily. But, I mean, I know I'm seeing it, and I do wonder, like, huh, am I, did I not take that pivot? (laughs) You know, um, am I not, I'm not, I feel like I'm not being productive. Now, I will, I will say one thing I'm realizing is that rest is still, very important when it comes to being productive. I do not, I, I don't think I've ever really subscribed to this, but I think I may have before believed some truth to it, even if I never did it myself. But the whole idea of like, you know, work hard, sleep later, I was always somebody that was like, no, I got to sleep or I'm not doing anything. <laughs> you know, I don't, I've always been that girl. So sleep was always important to me, even, even in my youth. You know, I, I never really wanted to be out all that late because, I you know, I, I knew I'm not going to drive home like this, you know. So, um, but with that said, I, I do respect rest. And I do respect, like, filling up in order to put out, you know. And so I'm getting better at, like, kind of listening to my body um, if it's telling me that it wants me to not move and do anything that I should be okay with that you know um so kind of backtracking I looked up the word productivity I just wanted to be clear for myself and uh Webster's defines it as effective and bringing about yielding results right that's that's the actual definition of productivity so effective in bringing about whatever or yielding results, right? Um, and I thought about that. I'm like, you know, what is, what is, there are so many ways to be effective at bringing about something. There are so many different ways to effectively yield results, right? And so one of those ways is to be rested. <laughs> you know, one of, one of those ways is to um, be inspired. Inspiration is a, a very effective way to bring about results because that's what's going to ignite you know the the passion or the action for someone to want to accomplish something I know that's the case with me it's very hard literally impossible for me to pretty much do anything if I'm not inspired to do it and that could be down to like I'm inspired to get up and go to work because I have a child and I love my child and so that's my inspiration or you know, I, I, I really like having my own space. And so I'm inspired to get it up and go to work, even if I don't want to, you know, or find a job that I need to work 
you know, that I don't like, but I need to work it. But I, I love my solitude. I love my my private space so much um, that is worth it. Like that's the inspiration. So you know, um, and and especially in a more artistic way. Like I I think about how I've kind of been just sort of absorbing things, and so a lot of it I've been taking note of. A lot of it has actually sparked ideas, and um, and so I'm glad that I'm back in that like place where I'm more inspired than I am sort of like self-critical um that I'm no longer looking at others product as and 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 allowing it to make me condemn myself somehow for not you know doing that exact same thing um I'm I'm definitely being more again just like applauding people and being like okay how did we do this and you know finding ways that I can um I guess finding ways that I can take what's been done and just put my own stamp on it, you know, find another perspective around it that I, that I can, can present. And I definitely feel like that there's some things that are cooking (laughs) that I'm cooking up right now. Um, you know, but I I will say it's, 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 it is a lesson in patience. Um, it is everything in the last four, four to five years of my life is such a journey. And I've, I could say that I failed a lot. Like pretty much most of that time, I I was failing hard, <laughs> but um, you know I I I'm very very slow but very steady. I am someone that's like once I do see something clearly, um, I make all of my strides to get there, and they may be slow. I am I might be that tortoise, you know, in the race, um, but I do get there. One thing I will I can say for myself that I've always got into whatever the plan was, whatever the motivation was, the inspiration, I got to that point. So I think with productivity, again, respecting rest, um, respecting needing to be inspired, um, but, you know, also having a strategy and having that time to create the strategy and to envision it. Um, I know for me, that's important. So it's kind of like the practicality of the inspiration. Like having that inspiration is huge for me because again, I, I'm a very visual person. I have, I'm like, it's probably the Sagittarius energy in me that I'm like very philosophical and I like, I, I need something to spark, some, you know, in me for me to want to do it. But then that practicality of like planning it and um, kind of setting those small incremental goals, um, it's okay to let it ruminate is what I'm coming to terms with. To just let it stew a little bit. You know, that that slow-cooked meat is like, is like it takes time, but it's, it just, it, when, it, when it's ready, it's falling off the bone. And, you know, it's just like perfect. And that's kind of like what I want, um, you know, things that I create and bring out into the world. I just want it to be done when it's meant to be done um to be fully realized and not sort of any shortcuts made you know because I feel like timing wise it's it's it should be um but letting myself sort of marinate in all of my life experiences and letting myself process fully um go through all of the ups and downs and like and really absorb the emotions of it all so that um 
I'm, it, it's, it's when it's time for the to hit the ground, all of that inspiration and all of that um, rest and filling up. Um, once once it's ready to hit the ground, it's running, you know. And um, yeah, yeah. Productivity. Um, something to investigate for yourself and having self-compassion around productivity is one thing I've learned as well. Um, there's a uh, article from Better Marketing. Um, they quote this guy. Um, he wrote, how to be productive without being hard on yourself. That's the name of the article. And um, there's a quote in there where he says, compassion is the key ingredient required for sustained productivity. Um, yeah, in the article, How to Be Productive Without Being Hard on Yourself, he talks a lot about self-compassion. And um, yeah, like he's, he, the, it's the key ingredient to uh, require to sustain productivity. And that is very true. So, you know, like being okay with like, this is my process. This is how I get, you know, shit done. Um, you know, feeling okay with being more quality over quantity. Um, how, whatever that may feel like or mean to you, you know. And just also for me giving myself credit, like, because it's not like I'm like sitting at home on my butt. You know, I work two jobs. Um I don't have a car, so I'm also on the MARTA and about an hour and a half trip both ways. Um, And I'm planning lesson plans. So, like, I have this, like, job I'm standing standing up all day physically, but then I have another job where, you know, I have to do lesson plans. I have to, you know, be on top of things with um, teaching and things like that that are more mentally exhausting um, or mentally engaging. Um, And so... I have to get, I've been better at giving myself credit. Like having compassion for myself is huge, 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 huge. And um, I've really been, really been working on it. Um, in that article as well, he quotes um, from the author Alex Sujung Kim Pang, PhD. I'm, I really hope I pronounced that right. Uh, he has a book called Rest Why You Get More Done When You Work Less interesting right interesting it's very counterintuitive to us Americans and especially a lot of us black Americans who feel like literally if you don't have a struggle going on like you not like out here trying <laughs> like yeah um you gotta have several hustles and it's I mean we we have definitely been taught that working more working more working more is like makes you a better person or I guess a worthy person and he says Alex uh, Payne, PhD, says work and rest are two sides of the same coin rather than polar opposites. It's like they're like yin and yang, you know, Um, they like resting and knowing how to be gracious to yourself is equally as important as knowing when to like light a fire up your butt, butt, you know, or knowing when to um, knowing when to like really hit hit the ground running on something and um yeah, that's that's what I'm realizing. Um, I'm I'm uncomfortable working in that space because um, I kind of do thrive, unfortunately, with some chaos and with some like hurry up and get it done energy. You know, like that deadline, um, 
And I think it's not, that's not a bad thing. There are times where that's very, very helpful. Um, But I definitely am, am in a place of taking my time to develop a thought and develop um, material in the creative space. Um, And just, again, this is just reminding, reminding me about that, like just being gracious and being patient with yourself. Um, I feel like there was one other, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, Their opposite qualities are precisely what makes them stick together and function as a whole. So that was, that was the extension of that quote from that rest book. Um, that the opposite of like rest and productivity, their qualities are, are needed together. Basically they're not, they're monistic in, in a sense that they're in reality, if you don't have both equally, um, you don't really have either, you know, if you don't have rest, you won't have productivity. Um, and productivity helps you rest. See what I mean? And you get things done, you sleep better at night. Um, but you sleep better at night, you get, you get more things done. Um, so time is all very relative and thinking that putting actual, like I got to be up 18 hours, 19, 20 hours a day, literal time into the actual creation of a thing um I I think I think you're not quite um you're not quite taking advantage of like what time really is because it's it's all about what you do within that time not just not just the time you know um so much goes into even before you create a thing, you know, like the training, the information you're getting, um, in will inform your product. Like, you know, um, letting yourself fully understand a thing before you create around that topic or that thing. Like just, that's also time dedicated to that thing. Um, and so I'm just learning to really appreciate that, like everything that goes behind something being, created that's beautiful and like thought-provoking and like kind of resonates and stays with people like really sits with people like if you want it to go beyond just the moment they saw it you want them to take it home and be changed and transformed by your work that it takes time it takes that same amount of time to get a work like that to create to have that even be what comes out of you takes that same energy that same oh my god it stayed with me even when I left the theater it stayed with me even when I when the song stopped you know I just cannot like the feeling or whatever you know that same time that it stays with the with the audience is the same thing you have to give yourself before you create it it has to come from there um and that's where I'm at that's where I'm at I'm deciding to be in the space that I want whatever I create to leave others to be in. I want them, to, I want it to carry them into the space that I'm in. Um, it, it has to sort of be a portal for the audience into where I was as it was being created. You know, that's, that's, they're going to, you're going to be here with me 
as I'm processing it going with me, you know? So that's that's what I want to do is really be in this space fully and then create and then let that be the, the portal for others to come and, and, you know, basically be in this space with me in future time. So um, it's, going to, it's going to take a lot of... A lot of uh, uh, building some emotional, mental muscles first, and then then we can have some fun. So take that for what it is, guys. And uh, that's my little spiel on productivity. <laughs> planets um you really only need your birth time for like where your houses are and like your ascendant sign um which for me are helpful but not necessary so don't get caught up on that and um you'll you'll know your uh uh, excuse my my child Uh, you don't you don't need your birth time for He really likes his Rolex song. Oh my God. Oh God. (laughs) Woo, woo, woo. All right. Today, we're going to be looking into the stars, and we're going to be learning about, well, I guess discussing our north and south nodes. Now, this is an area of astrology that I'm trying to work on some more because of exactly what it is. Um, It is the point in which the moon crosses the orbit of the earth and the sun at the same time or something along those lines. And, um, and so your north side of the moon at that point of birth, if that, you know, when that happens at your point of birth, um, they, they are the north side of the moon and the south side of the moon are in two polar, um, signs basically. And so, uh, what does this mean? What does the north and south node reveal to us? Um, well, if you go to this website, I think it's called... Uh, find your fate. Yeah, I believe that's the website. Yes, findyourfate.com. And um, they have a nice little intro about what North and South nodes are. Uh, so they say the North and South, no- South nodes are the points where the moon's orbit crosses the Earth's orbit around the sun. So they're not planets. They are exactly 180 degrees apart in the sky and are always retrograde. As they are always in opposition, they are considered as axis when the north node is in the first house. The south node is in the seventh. Similarly, when the north node is in Aries, the south node is in Libra. So those, you know, those two signs are exactly like six months apart. So it's like the other half. Um, It goes on to say the north node indicates challenges that we are to face during our life on earth. It indicates the lessons to learn in this life. The ruling planet of the sign occupied by the North Node is an indicator of the ideal way to face the challenges or lessons during this life. South Node 
indicates what we are comfortable with. The lessons previously learned and brought into this incarnation to help overcome the challenges we are to face in this life. The ruling planet of the sign occupied by the South Node is an indicator of what we did to learn these lessons. The sign and house placement of the North Node represents circumstances and activities that usually feel unfamiliar. The sign and the house placement of the South Node tells where you have a tendency to totally overdo things. Um, so I thought that was a pretty good summation there of your South North and South Nodes. I mean, essentially, you're looking at your North Node as what qualities do I need to embrace in order to um, evolve in this life, um, evolve for the next life, um, evolve from the previous life, all those things. Um, what what qualities do I need to embrace in order to, you know, mature spiritually and have emotional growth, um, or even to just e- to even achieve some of your your goals, your financial and career goals, possibly as well. Um, and your South Node is pretty much telling you what traps you might easily fall into. Um, it's telling you how you're used to solving your problems. Um, and that they may not be the way that you'll be able to solve your problems in this life. So you might feel, you might feel comfortable doing it, but you never yield the, the desired result, really. Um, at least not long term. It might get you what you want in the in immediate. It might get you what you want maybe when you're young, but as you get older, um, or you see that in the long run, the way that you, you're used to doing things don't actually get you what you want. It's because you're, if you're relying on your old self node energy to do things, to get things done. And so, um, there was an article from Well and Good. W e l l a n d g o o d dot com. Um, the article's by Kells McPhillips, and there's a quote that she has in here from Rachel Lang, who's an astrologer and a healer. She says uh, nor- about north, north north nodes. It's the point of the of destiny you continue to follow throughout your life. When you focus your attention on following the path designed by the north node. You feel more fulfilled and more purposeful, but it's not easy. It's the point beyond your comfort zone. There should be nothing more true than that. <laughs> um, so uh, if you want to know what your uh, North Node is, just go to Cafe Astrology Cafe, astrologycafe.com, and you um, can just put in your birth date. Um, and where you, where you were born. If you don't know the time, that's fine. You can still find out your your south, north and south nodes. Um, you don't need the time for that because it'll be it'll be one of the bottom um, parts of that chart, like the last. I think it's the last sign on that chart. So, um, but what she said about it being the point beyond your comfort zone, it's it's basically that. Like I, when you start to have. I guess, um, moments where you're like, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing. And what is it that things aren't changing? You know, um, things aren't getting better. You know, I'm kind of just staying stagnant, not getting worse, but there's this stagnant stagnancy. And I don't know if that's the word, but you just feel like you're kind of a hamster on a wheel. And I think that's where I've been, uh, for a few years now. 
just feeling like I'm just doing just enough to like get by and maintain. Um, and part of this feels familiar, but I can definitely say it doesn't feel comfortable. Um, I do feel like there is something I need to do and embrace that's going to really make me stronger out of whatever I'm going through. And it's, it's a lot of just like self-reliance and figuring things out on my own and, and really like making a decision and going for it. Um, that also feels uncomfortable <laughs> and unfamiliar. So there, I can see how there's such a discomfort in, you know, embracing new things. But, and there's also this discomfort in continuing to do the same old things and not getting the results you want, but at least you know, at least you're familiar with that. And so, um, that's what I'm finding is going on with me. So I, my, my North Node is in Taurus, which is an earth sign. It's, um, it's a fixed sign, which you'll find that that's, that your, your South Node would also be the same modality. Um, I think that's the one. It, the, that opposite sign will be either mutable as well, um, cardinal as well, or fixed as well. Um, and so Scorpio is our, is the South Node. It's also a fixed sign. It's a water sign. And so essentially I'm used to, um, I'm used to things being very like spiritual, like, and emotional in nature and gravitating toward those things, um, to get things done. And so like, um, you know how they how these astrologers describe the energy is that like the familiar is use people <laughs> to get what you need use their resources to get what you need use other people's power or influence or money or you know um be some some and this mostly because um as as the story of a south node would go the energy with a south node is like you know you've had these traumatic experiences that's what your past life is saying like your past energy is saying you came from a lot of trauma maybe a lot of just having to use kind of dark methods and unorthodox methods to survive it was all very survival mode um and that's how they kind of generally describe the past life energy of scorpio Again, this is not described, this is not a definitive description of anyone who is a Scorpio, because again, astrology is kind of complex and it has a lot of other, um, there's a lot of other things at play besides just your birth date sign. Um, but so for a South Node, though, that's what I'm used to doing is kind of like surviving through the means of others. And I will say, there has been a disconsistency in my life. I like, I've never even lived alone until my divorce like I never lived by myself because even for a few years after that I had roommates you know helping me out I, then I went and stayed with some folks for about a year like nine or ten months I think it was um and like I literally just like even out out of college when I left college I went back to my mom's place and I stayed with like that I would stay with some people that where I went my my ex-husband and I would stay with them sometimes they had like a community of friends and things um or and then I, and then even before that I lived with my best friend like I literally never completely like um lived off my own resources um and so for the last two years I have but that was also COVID <laughs> like legit right I'm I finally have this little studio that's you know I'm the only one paying for everything first time ever and um 
I was doing pretty good, you know, like, I, I was like, okay, I, can, I got this income I can earn, you know, that I can make the rent every month on time with, you know, I made sure that like, I, I stayed within my means and, you know, I didn't try to overdo it or I just wanted the bare minimum, honestly. And I got the place and so boom, boom, cat. Next thing you know, COVID happens. It's crazy. Now I'm, now I'm paying my rent because I got a stimulus package. Um, and, you know, that whole sense of like dependent independence and things like that, it, you know, I didn't have had to start to rely on other people and I you know it is very frustrating knowing that okay like or like you kind of see other people doing things you know hosting classes and all that stuff and they're making their money that way or you you know you just see people just always doing something that's making them money it looks like it does and um and I'm just like I don't I, I don't know how to do this like I don't know how to market myself I don't know how to I'm afraid to like I'm literally like shaking thinking about building like my own business or something like that or you know right now just like I just I want to just get up and know I I have a place to go to work right now you know having and, and there is I think there is I'm doing some of my tourist stuff you know being that way because there is a sense of like consistency and groundedness like having a habit like creating um habits and 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 um uh, what's the word? Get pragmatism is one of the words I have to, I have to get used to. Um, yeah, building. Where is it? It's on here somewhere. Daily habits and routines. Um, yeah, I think I think I'm, I've been in that space of just creating consistency and routines that I know benefit me, and not being afraid to commit and, and like do those things every day. Um, and I got, I got some more information about the tourist North Node from Astro Finesse on YouTube. Uh, and he, yeah, Astro Finesse, like F-I-N-E-S-S-E. Um, and he had a really, he had some really good um, a playlist about the North and South Nodes. It kind of goes, kind of talks about all six of them, I guess. And, um, or 12 of them, all 12 of them. And, um. Yeah, this it's it's just really good. I will really go listen to his video on it because it gives you so much insight if you find that you have the North Node in Taurus, and um, it can it can really make you sit back and 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 see you know where have you at least it, what it's doing for me is making me just step back and look and see like where can I provide for myself more like where do I where am I you know neglecting my own abilities and talents um and not just not taking a risk just not going for it um so yeah yeah I think I think I think looking into that right now and where I am in my life looking into those north nodes it's insightful it's fun um but it's also extremely challenging when you are confronted with like, well, maybe this, maybe there is something to this. If you're kind of, if it resonates with you, what what they're saying, um, it's a good way to just jumpstart that kind of self dissection and just really, really getting to know what you're afraid of is what it's doing for me and 
why I'm afraid of it, why, why I'm uh, skeptical of it, um, but also why I need to, uh, what I, why I, that's exactly why I need to embrace it, because there should be no fear, and, uh, yeah, but that's your North and your South nodes, um, yeah, take a, take some time to look it up, and, uh, it might, it might enlighten you more than you'd want it to, but it'll be really, really good, um, you know, just a really good way to understand yourself more, and understand even kind of where, why, why fate took you certain places, and, uh, why the p- certain people are in your life, or why certain people aren't, um, and it, it's very insightful, so, Take a look into it if you can. That's our woo-woo. Once again, once again, thank you guys for coming with me. And um, look forward to my next episode, which I'm going to have out a week from now. Okay? You guys hold me to this. Also, um, if you aren't following me on Instagram, it's y'all gotta G O T T A go G O wit W I T me M E and y'all is the is Y A L L. So y'all gotta go with me. Okay, that's my Instagram. Um, I should have a Twitter up soon. And um, if you aren't following me, go ahead and follow me and uh. I may be having some interactions, some questions for the listeners soon. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed. Bye.